you notice the board over here, 144, got tagged just a few minutes ago. Hallelujah. Well, and that's exactly twice what we had on Easter. Is that right? Easter Sunday was our high water mark for 2010, I think. And we took that, uh, you know, just, just didn't want a wimpy Sunday to say, well, we, we might could double a wimpy one. Well, we don't have wimpy Sunday, excuse me. I didn't mean to say it just like that. But anyway, we took the best one we could find and said we can double it. Now, you understand there's people both ways. There's people that are going to come. I've had lots of people say, you know, I'm bringing so-and-so and I'm bringing so-and-so, but they didn't offer me their name. They just said they would come, and they just said, I'll bring my grandbabies. I'll bring my, my brother and all that. And I got all the babies I could to warn the nursery. Praise God. But, uh, but and there might be some that just get tied up and, and whatever, but we're going to pray tonight. We're going we're gonna to activate some things to enable them. You know, you've got to help people. We had a house for sale in Trustville when we lived up there right before we came to Tuscaloosa. And uh, we were supposed to be here for Eric to enroll in school. And you can't enroll in Tuscaloosa schools unless you have a contract. And we couldn't get a contract unless we sold the house in Trustville. And this family came by, and they had all sorts of financial issues. They wanted our house and this, that, and the other. And, but they, they didn't have the spiritual whatever, and they were just going to, you know, try. Well, Debbie and I had to get in there and help them. We, had, we didn't, you know, m not money, but we prayed them through so they could help us or, or cause the will of God to be done. Now they're blessed, and we're blessed. So we have to help people. We have to help people. And you say, well, why is that? Because somebody prayed and helped you. You think, well, no, I made it on my own. Oh, silly, silly, silly. That just can't be. If you realize how your life is right now, you go, back then I didn't even know this much. And so somebody prayed us through. I believe when we were praying uh, at 6 o'clock in the morning in Seminole, we'd take uh, Colin and Eric and wrap them up. You know, they were, they were dead weight. I mean, it's like toting a log. Hallelujah. And uh, toting them down to the church and praying at 6 to 7. I remember the Lord impressing us that uh, even though sometimes we didn't know what we were praying for, that uh, we were praying out plans, but we were positive that the Lord had people in South Korea at that time, you know, Dr. Cho, that he had people, the Lord had people praying for us. And they didn't know how, they didn't even know we're Texas. Well, they probably did that, but you know, they didn't have a clue about us, but the Lord does. So we're going to yield ourselves. We're going to yield ourselves and let the Lord work it out. We'll do our part, and hey, he's got a part, he'll do his part, but he has to have us do our part. So there's 144 there that have said, I will. Now, I don't know about y'all, but uh, I, ask, I have asked several, many, and uh, they've all said yes. I hadn't had, I had one, uh, uh, one that was going to be out of town. One person that used to go to church here, I had one person, I asked them, they said, no, they weren't going to be out of town. They said, I'm, I'm committed already. That's the only one. So, hey, we're learning a lesson from this adventure about the rest of our church life, that four out of people will say yes when you just say, would you go to church with me? Especially if you say, everybody's bringing a friend, would you be my friend? Now, how are they going to say no to that? How? Can, you know, and you bat your eyes a little bit and, you know, act like you're, it's not too late to invite somebody. You know, we just, we got the board there to just help us mark ourselves and to encourage anybody that would be feeble in their, in their thinking. But hey, we, we know what the end of this is. Amen? Well, turn with me in your Bible to Psalm 127. 
Let's slip over there, hallelujah, and just look at some things to encourage us. The Lord's raising us up as a praying church. We are a house of prayer, as it were. Amen? And that's what we're supposed to be. And, you know, we're willing, but we've always thought, believed in some part of your life that that was, that was two things, that it was more spiritual than you were and that it was more work than you had, you had whatever to give. That only kind of prayer was that arduous uh, unceasing, in the floor, wailing, you know, and, they, and then they, they show you a picture of the travailing prayer, and they said, this is what it looks like, and you go, oh, help me, Lord. And, you know, we found out it's not that way at all. You know, actually, vain repetitions that Jesus talked about are not very fruitful, but you can pray for just a few minutes in the Holy Ghost or a few minutes under the, the, the door of utterance. You can get amazing things done because it's not long speaking that does it. It's faith in the words you do speak. So if you can release a, 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 just a, a, a load of gold-laden words, it's better than, than sputtering around all day long which nobody does, they just, you know, they just think that they should. It says in 127.1, it says, Except the Lord build the house, they labor in vain. Say in vain. Now listen, you know, laboring in vain is just like going to work all day long at the wrong place. And them saying, I'm not paying for that. You know, that's, that's my, that's, that's, I don't know why you were over there. But I'm not paying for that all day. I, you know, it's just a sinking feeling. So they that except the Lord build the house, engineer it, plan it, sanction it, they except the Lord build the house, they labor in vain that build it. So it can be built, but if it's not from him, it's not going to profit anything. Except the Lord keep the city, the watchman waketh, but in vain." I wrote down in the message translation, it says, If God doesn't build the house, the builders only build shacks. If God doesn't guard the city, the night watchman might as well nap. And, but hey, all, a lot, a lot, a lot of my early Christian life, I did a lot in vain. Matter of fact, uh, just in the natural, uh, I had a barn on my farm. And uh, just a month before we moved from Seagraves that I got out of farming, had been in it 10 years, I spent $1,000 putting an office and doing some stuff in my barn and then walked away from all of it. A thousand bucks. You talk about dumb as a rock, you know, just, you know, just not getting it. And that was in vain. It was all, I spent the time and the money. You know, it takes a while to put a thousand dollars worth of lumber up, actually. And it was just, it was just, it was just spitting in the wind, you know. And so we need to make sure that through prayer, two things, that we know the will of God. Praying is how you know the will of God. You stir things up. You get over in that realm. You, you move out of one realm. We live in many realms. We, you know, I'm a father. I'm a brother. I'm a husband. I'm a son. I'm many people but one just like Father, Son, and Holy Ghost. He's God, but he's got three facets. And you are many-faceted. Well, we have many facets in our life, and, and one of them is, is we need to know the will of God. And when you move out of this physical facet, you move out of the temporal realm, out of the flesh realm, and move over into the spirit realm, it's a whole nother world. It's still you. It's still everything about you is you, but, y you know, it's just a higher living over there. Say better. better. It's just better. 
So why wouldn't anybody? Well, there's just traditions that have been hounding us for these years about time and, you know, my prayers wouldn't work or the, the time factor where we prayed and we needed it by tomorrow. And so it's like, ha, I no need in praying about that because everything, you know, prayer takes six weeks or six months or six years. And it's just not true. But that mindset just dogs us. It says, you know, I, no need, no need. It's in vain. And it's just not in vain. There are higher kinds of prayer. There are an experience you can enter into where you can get better results faster. But you ought to start out wherever you can and just say, I'll take that. You know, there's the hundredfold, but hey, the thirtyfold is bigger than anything most of us have ever had. Hallelujah. So just, just shoot for the thirtyfold and just let the Lord build you up after that. So, you know, prayer is an awesome thing. Well, I, where I've been most of, not now not most of my life because I've been in this walk for so long, but nobody knew how to pray. Nobody was leading prayer. Nobody had a clue. And if they did lead it, it was in, it was in wrong prayer. I didn't know it then, but, you know, it was, it was vain repetitions and it was, it was works. And so you just wore out of that pretty quick. But now, right now, you don't have to know much. You can just come in and listen. Listen, you don't have to be rocket scientists just to come in and pick up on prayer. How simple it is. How simple it is to pray out the prayer. And the, and the, 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 the confidence that you have after you've been to prayer. And you may not have been able to lead at that time in your own mind, but gosh, you, you got in there and made a contribution, and doggone, you just like, I, I, I moved something along in the kingdom tonight. There's a reward for being involved. And you say, well, no. How about time? Uh, Dr. Cho says, he's, he is the man o' prayer from the 70s and 80s, and he said the more he has to do, the longer he spends in prayer. And he gets it done by spending more, investing more. Amen? So it's not true. I don't have time to pray. pray. It just seems that. But that's from being sense-ruled. That's from being flesh-minded, where we have these things on us about uh, our life. And we've got to change the way we think. As a man thinketh in his heart, so is he. So we can change the way our life is by the way we think. So, uh, Colossians chapter 4. Let's just, we're going to spend a few minutes here just, uh, just letting this stuff kind of seep into us. Letting the words speak to our hearts and changing our mind. They say it takes 21 days to kick a habit. I don't know how many times it takes for you and I to hear a word and be imprinted with it before it becomes a lifestyle change or before we change our mind. But obviously, hearing stuff one time isn't going to be it. You can't hear a few prosperity scriptures one time and change your financial station. You've got to hear it over and over because it's not the head that has to change. It's the heart that has to change. It's, it's, we've got to believe some things. And believing is not the same as preferring. We prefer to have plenty of money, but, you know, do we prefer to tithe and to bring offerings and to believe God? Well, no, we don't prefer that sometimes. So we change by repetition. It says in Colossians chapter 2, oh, excuse me, verse, chapter 4, verse 2, he says, continue in prayer and watch in the same with thanksgiving. With all praying also for us, here's what Paul said, please pray for me, that God would open unto us a door of utterance to speak the mystery of Christ 
for which I am also in bonds, that I may make it manifest or make it come forth as I ought to speak. Now, I want to tell you all something. We didn't start praying this week for this, this friend day. This right here, this right here represents these 144 people and whoever that they're going to bring. And there are, there, just myself, no people that said, hey, I'm, I'm going to ask my husband. I'm going to, you know. So there's, there's a potential here. Plus the people that's going to be touched that come that are going to be sparked to, to, to take it to a place that we'll never find or see. You know, you get a family gets turned on. Well, then they, you know, they just take it to their family. But this, this is a door of utterance. This Sunday morning is not a, it's not a promotion. It's not J.C. Penney, you know, million days or, or whatever that is. Or it, this is a door of utterance. And everybody in this building right now needs to have a door to speak on that day. It's not the pastor. Well, we're just, you know, obviously... I've never been in a big day, but, well, we've been in one big day, and I, I have no idea how that went or what happened then, but this one, I am, I'm on it. Hallelujah, I'm on it. But, you know, there's a million ways to go. There's not just a few things you could do in that little dab of time we have. So we got to know what to speak. Amen. The Lord knows who's here and what they, they know. He knows. So we have to have a door, but Myron has to have a door of utterance. Garland has to have, and, and the team has to have a door of utterance. We've got to have the right songs. We got, and the ushers, you know, you, you, you got to know what to say. The greeters, hello. Because it's not made or, or not made based on the pastor. I, you know, you like to think it was on the music and on the pastor. So we have, we have big bands and light shows and clouds of vapor, you know, and people love that. But listen. I just tell, heard of statistics. The churches that do that to get people in, people have been wore out from it. They're tired of it. You know, same smoke, same light, same guitar player. It's false smoke, okay? <laughs> Amen. It doesn't have the, it's not the glory cloud. Hallelujah. No one's falling under the power unless there's a cord out there that they trip over. Hallelujah. But my point is here is that we all have to have a door of utterance this Sunday. But, you know, it's not just this Sunday. I want a door of utterance if nobody but you comes. I, you know, we're not just in the visitor business. We're, we're in the God-touch-me business, too. Put something on me that I'll have something to put on somebody else. And so we all need what Paul called here, uh, praying for us that God would open to, unto us a door of utterance. What is that? to speak the mystery of Christ, for which I'm also in bonds. Why, Paul? That I may make it manifest as I ought to speak. So we need to have some, we need to be praying, or we're going to spend a little time tonight praying and say, God, open this door, make it plain Sunday what we ought to do. See, so you can pray that, and it doesn't take all night, because we're, we're, we found out we don't have to beg. So we don't have to, you know, spend a lot of time. Now, Lord, you know, I'm going to spend an hour begging you. Would an hour do it, Lord? He's just like, if you'll say it once in faith, you can go eat your hamburger. You know, you can go get carnal. <laughs> pizza, 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 you know. If you'll get in faith and do business, you don't have to spend all day and all night. 
in that kind of prayer. Now, there is, now let's, let's not mistake this. Not all prayer is on the run, and not all prayer is the prayer of faith that's short and succinct. There are seasons that where you gotta, you gotta, you got to get the flesh down so you can get something new to go up. And you can't just whip that out. You can't just like, I'll be back in 30 minutes. Y'all know what I'm talking about. It's not all the time, but we all need to have seasons where we just, we just stop our life and say, you know, this could go in the wrong direction if I don't get this right. So we do that. So he said, praying for us that a door, and we looked at that a couple of weeks ago, that a door means a portal, an entrance, a way in. And it's always something that opens and, and opens into something, um, something that has something we need. We'll go into the room. And we'll get something. So speaking is real important. We're, we need to know how to speak. Because we found out, we know this, that there's power in words. Remember in Romans chapter 1, verse 16, where it says, the gospel is the power of God. It's words that are power. Okay, let's look at Ephesians 6. We'll, we'll wind this thing up. Hallelujah. We all need to be inspired to pray. It, it, the, the greatest prayer warrior or whatever you call those people that just, you know, have figured that out, they all go through seasons where it's not quite as fun because we all have flesh. Nobody gets to put the flesh off. You don't ever get so spiritual. You say, I don't have a flesh thing anymore. We all have flesh. Y'all say amen, you fleshly things out there. I don't know who you, <laughs> you know. We all have it, and so we all, we all. But you're already way past where you used to be. You're not mad at anybody because they're saying we need to pray. That's where, you know, at one time I was like, I don't even want them to put that on me that I need to pray. I'll pray when I need to. I know when, you know, I'll pray when I'm good and ready. That sort of attitude where you just, you're just resisting it. You know, we're not resisting anymore. We may not be full bore, but we're not resisting it. And it won't be long till we'll be enjoying it. Hallelujah. Verse 18 of chapter 6 says, Praying always with all prayer. So there's many, Debbie's taught us many times about the many kinds of prayer. Praying with all prayer and supplication in the Spirit. Let's say that. In the Spirit. Let's say it better. In the Spirit. Now, y'all, we are spirit people. And the more you grow, the more you, the, the, the fruit of growing is knowing and understanding and operating in that realm, being more cognizant of that realm than you are of this realm. That's all growing up in Christ is, is you just become aware that I am three parts and that the less I live in this realm, the better off I'll live, I'll live in this realm. It'll be better for me in this realm if I don't live in this realm. And so praying in the Spirit, getting over there. Now I'm going to suggest, I'm going to, I'm, going to, I'm going to ask you, you know, let's spend time, busy days, busy days. I've, I've learned to quit saying I'm busy. I told somebody that called me today, he said, I'm, you know, I said, what are you doing? I'm busy, I'm just busy. That is all he's told me the last 17 times I've talked to him. I'm so busy, I'm so busy. You know, and I, I told him, I said, you know, that's your pattern. You need to quit saying, you know, I, I've known him, so you need to quit confessing that you're so busy because, you know, then because there's a, there's a lot of assumptions you can take off of that. I'm too busy to have relationships. I'm too busy to pray. I'm too busy to hear from God. It's just, it's not an option just to tag on. It's not the, the carrier on top. It's got to go inside. So we ought to pray in the Spirit every day. Now, y'all say amen when you get it. 
We ought to pray in the Holy Ghost every day. We ought to just stop. And, and, you know, we've talked about this at other times, where you can pray in the Holy Ghost, and you should while you're doing other things, but there's a time where you just stop, and you, you don't have something else going, and you just bear down and say, Lord, I'm going to, I'm going to move into the spirit realm. I'm going to pray in the Holy Ghost. Now, let me tell you, one of the things I say all the time is that when you give, it changes your future. I believe that with all my heart. When you speak in faith and when you give in faith, it changes, it alters, it upgrades your future. There's no way it's the same. It, it moves you into another realm. But praying in the Holy Ghost is profitable. It is profitable. It's profitable. Well, you know, the thing that most people are busy about is trying to be profitable. We're busy trying to get it, keep our life or increase or improve our life. But I'm telling you, there's a better way. You know Jesus said, my yoke is easy. <laughs> my burden is light. So it's like, Lord, this isn't that fun. He said, well, why don't we just move that over to the spirit realm and pray in the Holy Ghost and road test that for 30 days and see if it's not better. And so I'm going to encourage you. This is the core. This is, this is the church right here. I'm not excluding anyone. I'm not saying everybody that's not here tonight is this, that, and the other. But I'm just saying, we ought to be able to take this counsel from the Lord and say, you know, I could do more of that without, without cost. It's really virtually, it's just a, it's an adjustment that you can take almost free and just say, I can do that. It won't cost me anything. And I promise you, money back guarantee, it will increase things. You'll know more. You'll have boldness to do what you want to do. And you'll have, listen, praying in the Holy Ghost has a lot to do with receiving. Receiving is three-fifths of all that we do in the kingdom. People think it's asking, but God has got the, he's got the giving thing down. We have to get the receiving thing. We'll talk about that another time. But, but when you pray in the Holy Ghost, you enlarge this thing in here where you're bold to receive. Bless God, I believe I will just go for the, the raise. I, I'm going to believe God for this. I'm going to, you know, praying in the Holy Ghost gets you where you're not going to be satisfied where you are. You're going to get over there where God is already in the spirit got you and he's just waiting for you to to track it so praying in the holy ghost is value valuable and he said here in verse 18 he said praying uh, verse 18 with all prayer and supplication in the spirit and watching thereunto with all perseverance and supplication for all saints so here we we've been praying for people that we don't even know their names i've got three people Three people right now that, you know, that I've asked, and she said, you know, my, my husband, my kids, you know, that I don't know, but I'm going to get back with you. Well, you know, i got to pray her through this thing. Pray her through because she's, she, she's got warfare going on. She's got, you know, this is her best opportunity. We're going to be looking like new money on Sunday. <laughs> well, you might as well put your best foot forward because they're going to be carnal. They're going to be emotional. You might as well, you know, you might as well not just be totally in the spirit. We can, we can have a, a good show for them Sunday morning. And listen, just walking in the door just looks good in here. Y'all been here when it was full? It, it's fun as it can be. Hallelujah. Second uh, Thessalonians 3.1, just going over stuff that we, we just need to keep in our minds so that we can, this, this, so we don't do this in vain. I don't want to have a friend day or anything and be in vain. 
I don't want to be in a program that just is good for the day that it happened. It's like, well, that was fun. Well, so is going to Six Flags, or it used to be. Well, actually, it never was for me. <laughs> but you know what I mean. <laughs> never was. Hallelujah. Finally, brethren, verse 1, pray for us. What should we pray, Paul? That the word of the Lord may have free course and be glorified, even it is as it is with you. Now, we talked about that a couple of weeks ago, be glorified, that the word would have free course, that Jesus would say, this is my word and I approve it. <laughs> and that his approval is always, like in the Old Testament, when God approved of something, fire came down. It's not always clear in the, in the, in the word, but it is in a few places. When they put God to the test and they said, okay, is it God or is it Baal, you know, fire came down. Well, now fire doesn't come down, but signs and wonders follow the word and glorify the word. The anointing comes in for, for whatever's needful. It comes in and it confirms the word. So we have to have the word. And we're not just talking about any word, because we could get over in the begats and just read the word. You know, Levi begat, Bethus you know, Bedadiah and all that. You know, we could just read that and you go... What's going to be the end of that? Nothing. <laughs> what is so funny? That's <laughs> on the tape now. Hallelujah. Praise God. Okay, my last scripture, for, for Isaiah 42, and then we're going to pray. Remember I told you God told Reinhard Barnke, my word in your mouth is just as powerful as my word in my mouth. Wow, I wrote that down. How about y'all? I said, Lord, if that's true, we are unlimited. My word in your mouth is just as powerful as my word in my mouth. 42. Let's do this this evening. 42 verse 22. But this is a people robbed and spoiled. They are, they are all of them snared in holes, and they are hid in prison houses. They are a prey. They are for a prey, and none delivereth for a spoil, and none saith, restore. So the Lord is, you don't want to say he's complaining, but he is indicting these people, saying, it's tough out there. It is not going well for y'all. It's not, it's not the way it should be. And he said, I've been moving on you people to, to quit saying what you're seeing. Quit, quit saying what you're having and keep on having what you've been saying. He said, I'm trying to, you know, you got the holes and you're, you're just up against it and you just keep on doing it. And he said, and I could break this out, but he said there in the last of it, but none will say restore. None say restore. Nobody will pray the answer. No, they just say, Lord, you know how bad it is. You ever been with people that, that when they pray, they just start going around the world and Lord, you know, and Lord, your word says, and Lord, you know, yeah, he knows. <laughs> so we got to pray the answer. Instead of, Lord, do you know how bad it is? It's just, a, it's just a religious circle that gets around, you know. We ought to say, greater is he that's in me than the trouble that I'm facing. 
Well, what does greater look like? We need to start saying what greater looks like. We need to start saying, this is this and this is that, and I've got it, and it's done, and it's a, and glory to God. We've been delivered. Glory to God. The, the trouble has been answered by the word. And God was saying to these people, I've been moving on you. I've been looking for somebody that would quit saying what they're having and say restore. And then in verse 23, he says, Who among you will give ear to this? Who will hearken and hear for the time to come? Well, Lord, we will at Word of Life Church. I will. Say, I will. Of course you will. And it's not like, okay, I've been sold off into some prayer slavery, and I'm just going to, you know, I'll see you when I come back from submarine duty or whatever. And it's not that way at all. It's not that way at all. And if it ever becomes that way, you'll like it. If you ever give yourself over to intercessory prayer or some kind of prayer ministry where you're just gone and you're just out in the Spirit all the time, you'll like it. But until then, you'll like wherever you are. You'll like praying on Monday night. You'll like praying after a service. You'll like praying on Sunday morning at 10 o'clock. You'll like that. You'll say, I like that. Might not like 20 minutes, might not like an hour, but you'll like what we're doing right now. And that's what we're doing corporately. And it's supposed to carry forth where you say, you know, I want more than that. We don't do more than that, but I'm going to do some of that on my own. I'm going to say restore. I'm going to say be blessed. And you know, as you start giving it out, God has to replace it in you. And he never, he never is one for one. If you ever give, God can't just say, well, you gave $10. I'm going to have to put 10 back in. He doesn't think that way. It is impossible. Did you hear me? It is against his nature to give back what was taken. The only time I see it in the Word is when people give to the poor. He says, I will repay. And I'm not saying that's even ironclad, but that's the only time I can find where the Lord just says, well, you give to the poor, we're going to, you know, give it back just like you gave it. But everything else that God does, he pours it on. If it exits your life in faith, he brings it on and says, hey, big boy, 30 is the least number that I find in the Word. It, well, after double. From double, it goes to 30-fold. Yeah, and double's Old Covenant. But, I mean, if you were to settle for an Old Covenant, double's just pretty good, <laughs> you know. <laughs> you know, double. Hallelujah. If you can't get out there to 30, well, just, just be a double man and a double woman for a little bit. But what I'm saying is, is, is uh, praise God, we got it, y'all. We got it. So let's pray tonight. Let's pray tonight. Let's get over there, and let's say restore. Here's 144 people. Now, there's, there are 60 of you and me in here. If y'all was wanting to know how many of that, because this includes everybody. We have 80, we have 90, we have 80, we have, we have several. <laughs> what is 144 minus 60? It's 84, isn't it? Come on, mister. Okay, so there's, there's 60 of us in here, and there's 84 people that are looking for God. They're not looking for World of Life Church. It's just the key goes in the car. They need a ride. And so, but, so we're going to pray for them. And what are we going to pray? That a door of utterance would come into them, would be open to them. Through who? Through you and me, every one of us. Amen. You got something? 
Okay. Well, it's just where you are, however you are. It's, it's 13 minutes to late. Let's just pray for a little bit. Okay? Let's just give this. We know how now. Let's just...